Hey there, and welcome to the Etsy Seller Podcast. I'm your host, Cody McGuffey, and today we're talking with Bailey about how she successfully built multiple Etsy shops while being a full-time mom. Super inspiring. On today's show, she shares so many strategies that she's personally used to thrive as a full-time Etsy seller. Here's a clip from today's show. Five designs a day. So not, I mean, it was not a crazy amount of work. I just really took the time to research what I was going to put up before I just, you know, created so many without knowing if they were going to sell. Um, so yeah, it was like 17,000 in March and that's on a digital product. And I was just like, okay, what about we just multiply this a couple of times? Like we're going to be good. So we have an awesome episode for you guys today. This podcast is as always brought to you by Everbee. It's an Etsy growth tool that helps Etsy sellers find winning products and get you more sales. Everbee, you can see revenue estimates of a product. You can see how many monthly sales a listing is generating. You can see the tags that each listing is using to drive their SEO. And you can see the keyword search volume of specific keywords and tags. So you know what actually people are actually searching for on Etsy. And then you also know what they're actually buying on Etsy. So then you just go and create great products that people are looking for. It's a tool you guys need to be using to grow your business. So you can sign up for free in the, in the link below, or you can go to everbee.io. Let's jump into the episode. Super fun one today. So yeah, tell me, like, how did you get into Etsy? I was really curious about this, actually. So when did you actually start your Etsy selling journey? So I've been on Etsy probably for a total of four years now. Um, the first shop that I ever had was a print-on-demand store, and it did okay, but I never researched anything. I paid for every single design that I ever put up on there. It did not do well, and I ended up closing it down. So I just, because I didn't, I could never get any traction with it. Yeah. Um, and so I decided that it would be easier to make sales with something that was so unique that I did, wouldn't have any competition. Mm -hmm. So I started making um, tumblers, um, the actual like glitter, epoxy, handmade, super takes three weeks to make one product, um, <laughs> type product. And, um, saw such huge crazy results with that wow. um it's very easy to stand out there because um not a lot of people want to spend the time to make that type of product mm -hmm. and it has a very high um profit margin so um if you're willing to put in the time but you're talking every single day um it's very custom everybody wants their name on it so mm -hmm. you have to you have to be very into personalizing things and uh, making changes if they want it. Um, so that was that round. So I had a handmade store. So I did that for about a year. And then I had my third child and I was just way too busy with handmade and shipping and being just trying to be a mom. I already had three kids and then there, there were two kids, then the third, and it was just yeah. too much. So I was like, I'm going to try the print on demand again. <laughs> So yep. now you have more experience store. now that you've like yeah. done it, been successful in one thing. So like, okay, I could just repeat some of the success and yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I, I thought that I had the SEO part down, like perfectly. I like, that's the part that was easy for me. I could rank anything as long as it was low enough competition. Like I would be able to do it that way. Yeah. So I started that again. And instead of outsourcing all of the designs, I did them myself. And that store did great. Um, I did that for a full year of just t-shirts, sweatshirts, 
coffee mugs. And that one was a six figure store um, within nine months. Wow. Um, I'm trying to remember exactly because it was right to the end of last year. So that I did that the whole year. And um, real quick on that, actually, um, a question for before we get too far your tumblers margins you mentioned the margins are really good so typically like a handmade uh store what profit margins went what is a lot when you say it was great they were like 50 percent awesome. profit margin i think that's good compared to like so it's 30 percent sure. yeah. profit margin from print on demand so and then is that including <laughs> your time like because obviously you have time in there too did you do you include that like with your business i didn't okay. um so you would need to build that in um, just because I was like, well, I'm working from home. I get to kind of do it whenever I want. I can say yes or no. It was good for me until I just got too busy with the kids. And sure. you have to, when you're doing those type of tumblers, you have to have a dedicated space. You can't do it in the house. Mm -hmm. So we had, we converted our barn into a place where I could make it. And it, I mean, it was kind of like run back and forth all the time, make sure everything was okay, go back out, do some more work. So they were, it was like 6 a.m. to sometimes 11 o'clock at night days because you kind of have, I was just doing it whenever I could sneak yeah. a few minutes. <laughs> I wonder if the margins would actually drop from 50% down to like whatever amount if you started building everything in, right? Or oh. way, way, way less, actually. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's I would funny. never recommend handmade if you can avoid it. <laughs> totally. And that's so super awesome to like actually be real and like tell people listening to this, right. And like, uh, handmade is awesome until you're like, wow, it's actually like, there's easier ways to do it. Right. Um, <laughs> yes. ways, which I'm sure we'll get to funny, fun fact. Uh, I played in the Tumblr world a little bit, not necessarily directly, um, when it started like getting hot, like multi about four years ago, actually, I feel like it was started to become a thing, at least that I was aware mm -hmm. of. Um, I had like family that was doing it and stuff. And one of my friends and I, we were doing Amazon at the time, Amazon FBA and all that good stuff. Um, so we actually launched a, a Tumblr, actually. Like we designed this Tumblr, a Tumblr, that's, that's a machine actually, right? No, 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 I'm no, sorry. the cup, the, the, the cup. Tumblr machine, <laughs> that's the cup. Um, just shows that I'm not in the business anymore. Uh, exactly. a, a lot of people, um, a lot of people started making those and did so well with those. Wow. Yeah, so that's we, cool that you did that. Yeah. Well, we did. And honestly, it was a failure, um, to be totally transparent. Uh, we launched it. We like, we done, we designed it. We like branded it. We like created this whole strategy. We launched it. Um, it did fine. It got, it, we sold out of our, of our inventory, but it didn't make sense. Like numbers wise to continue going. It, it didn't do well enough for, for us, or we didn't do it good enough job, I guess, of it. Um, anyway, fun fact. Uh, for, I haven't thought about that since for years, but cool. yeah, I had about 50 of those spinners. Exactly. Um. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> right. Gosh. Uh, okay. So jumping back in and profit margins for a print on demand store. Um, what is that typically? What would somebody expect? Um, I, I generally saw 25 to 30%. Um, I definitely wasn't the cheapest, um, but I wasn't the most expensive, but I always ran ads and that had to be built into there. So that yep. was probably the biggest cost. So that's 25% after including your Etsy ads or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. I appreciate you sharing that because not everybody includes that. Right. And they just know oh, right. they say 25% gross margins. Well, that's cool. That's good to know that too, but it's actually right. better to get the really bottom line kind of. Yeah. Perfect. In the end, it, and it was in the end because I ended up working out because I ran into so many inventory issues with 
uh, Printify and Printful, um, I ended up getting like a local supplier guy um, to help me out. And he ended up doing it. So that's the way it worked out where I was able to get more because I found this guy here in Springs and um, it worked out that he was able to do a majority of the printing at the end. Wow. That's awesome. So you actually yeah. got more margin for being so, yeah. local, which is really cool. Yeah. And I, I mean, I did have to order them in bulk, but they were not personalized or cause I did do both. I had personalized print on demand, um, which I only ran through Printify. And then um, the ones that were not customized, uh, he did for me. So, and because everybody always asks this, like what software should I use? So you said principal Printify, got it. Awesome. Um, and how about like for designing and stuff? Are you like good at Adobe or using Canva? Would Nope. I only use Canva. Cool. Um, and I found a few other like uh, newer ones that had come out. Um, I use Kittle. Um, I use uh, Pixel R, I think is what it is. Okay. All of the web-based um, easy template ones. Um, I am not a designer, so. <laughs> Amazing. Um, but I, I'm just like impressed that like you're able to like walking through, I know there's, there's more to the story, but like step one, you launch a shop, you fail, you could have given up, right? Probably a bunch of times within that. You shoot again, you go again, right? While you have kids, by the way, and I have two kids myself, like, and I'm not a mom. Like I see what my wife deals with. She is like working so hard, with just keeping the family together, let alone like trying to build a business, which she does too. Mm -hmm. uh, so I totally respect that. And um, then you're like, finally find some success, but it's also handmade. So you're dealing with so much like inventory issues, fulfillment issues, customer service mixed in with like production, you know? Um, Okay. And then you're like, okay, there has to be a better way. And then you go back to print on demand using the strategies that you used in the past two things. Mm -hmm. And then, okay. That's where you left off last. Can you <laughs> continue with that. So, um, still saw over six figures. I think we ended up last year at, it was close to 250,000, um, on just solely print on demand, Wow. but the issue. And so I saw great success, but I was like, I, it took so much of my time to deal with the inventory side of it, the customer service side of it. Mm -hmm. And I just felt like there was so much that I had to keep following up on. And it was mostly like print on demand with customer service, especially if you run, if you ever make it through the holiday season, um, the returns were crazy. They, you know, I, it, it just goes on and on. And <laughs> I was like, it's just stressful. Like, what about this happens again with inventory with Printify again, or Printful, mm -hmm. all of them. And, um, I was like, I, since I already make the design, I started looking at digital and I was like, I already make the design anyway. Why not just make a digital version? And then that's it. They get the download. There is no shipping. There is no fulfillment. I don't have to worry about it anymore. And <laughs> I was just, again, trying to find like the, what's easier, what's easier because by then I was pregnant with my fourth child. Wow. So <laughs> I was just like, we need to figure out something where I can just dedicate a little bit of time each day, um, after we get it up and running, um, so that I'm not so crazy anymore. So in January of this year, so 2022, I took down all of the um, t-shirts, sweatshirts. Um, and I think I was up to about like 500 listings is what I had ended up with of t-shirts and sweatshirts. And for the month of January and February, I think I put together, I converted everything that I thought would sell well as a digital design. Um, but I think I ended up just pumping out close to 300 
um, digital designs, right. and they are for a specific sublimation product. Um, so they're not just like t-shirt designs. I, I really did some research as to what was at the time, uh, the lowest competition, uh, for that particular sublimation product. Um, and so I think, yeah, it was right in March and that's when I found Everbe and I started using it just to look at numbers because I was like, I'm not going to create hundreds and hundreds of products if they're never going to sell. And so I used uh, Everbe along with E-Rank to kind of go back and forth and pick the ones that were going to seemingly make the most amount of money um, with the least amount of work. So <laughs> and how would that happen? How'd you do? In March, um, we had the first, I think it was like $17,000 month. Wow. Um, so, and that's just two months of work. Goodness. All I, and I did not do it every day. Like I just probably, I don't know what 10, that's 10 designs a day. Yeah. Five designs a day. So not, I mean, it was not a crazy amount of work. I just really took the time to research what I was going to put up before I just, you know, created so many without knowing if they were going to sell. Gotcha. Um, so yeah, it was like 17,000 in March and that's on a digital product. And I was just like, <laughs> okay, what about we just multiply this a couple times? Like we're going to be good. So that's amazing. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Congratulations, by the way. Um, Thanks. For example, $17,000, just for everybody listening on a digital product, that's, uh, you know, we're not talking about 30% margins anymore. We're talking about 90% margins, 88% margins at the very minimum, probably depending on the price. Right. Like that's basically a net profit. Um, just except for listing fees and, you know, the commissions and processing fees that, that Etsy takes. That's, so awesome. Congratulations. Wow. Thanks. Um, okay. And it was and then, only, I, I'm, I will add because everybody always asks me, well, you have a big marketing budget. I was only spending $50 a month. So whatever that was equal or divide that out between 30, 30 days, but it's yeah. a couple dollars. And just for everybody to under, kind of understand this, right? Like this is not luck. Um, cause everyone just kind of like said, you know, they were like, oh, well, that's not very gonna happen to me. Um, none of this is lucky, you know, I mean, maybe you created your own luck, whatever it is, but the point is you've failed, you started another one, got some success and you're like, and you did another one. You're like, okay, there has to be a better way. And then you did another one here. And so the point is that you're, that we're making here is like that you figured out something, right? You figured out like some sort of recipe or something. It may not be exact all the time, but the point is you kind of un understand like what works, what doesn't work. Obviously you kind of gave us already a couple couple things you go into like a, a higher margin thing with less competition more demand it seems like at the time you also do your research up front so you sell things that people are already buying or seemingly to buy that's super important we obviously ever be preaches that or we preach that um i've been there too where i've sold items or tried to sell items that i wanted to make just because i thought it looked cool or my cousin said it like he wants to buy that or something like and it's just uh it's the wrong way to do it in my in my mm -hmm. opinion um amazing okay so what are you doing now that was in like that was a couple months ago how about now yep. um so that store um it's huge now and i did in um i i basically doubled those numbers by july um and i did it by <laughs> the last thing I would ever say I would do um, by growing my own Facebook group. 
Um, and that's kind of like, I'm not, I don't teach how to grow a Facebook group, but I teach how to, you don't have to rely on Etsy traffic or you don't have to worry about those high competition. Um, cause I don't believe, I don't believe that I don't believe in saturation. Um, honestly, okay. um, there is room for everyone. You just have to find the right, because, because what I entered into at sublimation designs, that's, yeah, they say no. anybody tells you, no, don't do it. Yeah. Like you won't stand out, but if you just get my whole thing is all you need is a thousand people who like your style in a Facebook group, you sell to them over and over and over again. This it's, you don't have to find new customers. So that's that's the same with print on demand. Like if I was really focusing on once I figured out that my Christian slash religious, um, designs is what we're selling. Like I just totally went that way and had, and I had people just return, 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 because I kept putting out that same type of style design. Um, so I don't, I don't think it's about like you, like you need to worry about traffic or the competition because it's once you find what the people are looking for, who like what you're making, it kind of just works. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Like I get so excited when I hear stuff like that. Like really you're, you're serving an audience, right. And in, mm-hmm. in this example, like you're serving the same people and then you're trying to serve them better and better and better and better. Right. That's what business is, right. It's not like right. a money grab, like where it's like, I hope this thing goes viral and like I get a bunch of sales from it or hope as he pushes my stuff, like, obviously that's cool when it happens, but really you're trying to serve a, a segment of people and trying to continue to serve them. For example, um, like you, you, you sell like digital files and you, my, my guess is that you're serving like business owners, right? Other probably designers. Cause any, yes. anybody, yeah. so they, they are people who sell the, the sublimation, uh, craft. So, oh, yeah. um, they, uh, they need, and I went on to, to open my own site and made a membership site off of it. So I'm getting reoccurring info income from those type of people who want to always have access to them. So that's its own little side thing and not everybody wants to do that and not everybody can afford that because some people are just crafters they just you know want to buy a file here and there or whatever's new um but it once i figured that part out that it was more business to business um it kind of got a little bit easier it makes it easier uh anytime you could serve somebody that's trying to help them make money um or help Mm -hmm. uh, improve their life improve their business right usually becomes easier because it shifts something in their brain to where this is an investment versus this is a consumption, a, consu- a consumption, right? Like a gift for myself or something or a splurge. Uh, and then you get repeat business, which is right. like a golden thing in the world. Um, that's amazing. Oh, wow. Okay. So tried to break that down a little bit. Um, so you started on Etsy, of course, with this, with this shop, you then did well, 17,000 in one month, right? For example. Uh, and then of course that continued, but then you decided to, I'm going to, I'm going to build a community or kind of start a community to kind of put these people together, my customers together in a spot. Right. And had I done that from the beginning, like had I started that in January instead of waiting till I may to do it. So five months later, um, I probably would have went much faster. I don't know. Um, but it, it got easier after that. And I think now the group is up to like I think it's up to about 4,000. And then I grew an email list at the same time. And that, that was way easier. That's over 10,000. I don't know why it's, I, I don't know, maybe it's easier to give your email address out versus join a Facebook group, but, um, the email really, really worked. And so 
now I can market to them by just, you know, typing up a few sentences and you drop an email anytime. And it's, I just sent it to 10,000 people. I do not rely on Etsy for the traffic. So just anyone out there. Um, now there's a couple of strategies in there that, uh, I'd like to kind of go into, um, first of all, first question is you started on Etsy though, right? And before you had a Facebook group, first of all, no, Oh, you had a Facebook group before your Etsy business. Oh no, no. I started it like in May of this year. Sorry. <laughs> okay. So you had an Etsy, your Etsy shop running and then yeah. you decided to, to do a Facebook group. Yes. Right? Yeah. How did you get people, your customers to join that group? A lot of different ways. Uh, one is a secret way, but <laughs> yeah, that's okay. We don't do that. Um, I understand that <laughs> there's, some, there's some strategies in there that we, we shouldn't uncover, but what is a way that somebody could do it? You think that's um, one way? I would say the biggest way for Etsy shop um, where they'll pay attention and they'll actually um, see it is to put it on that shop banner because I've had a lot of people um, say that that's how they found me. So put it on that shop banner and you have to include a call to action. So you are either going to tell them that they can get a coupon there or they can get something free there or you're going to provide something to get them to get over there. Um, I also include it in that announcement section of your shop because you can copy and paste that easy if you're on a desktop. Um, And then other than that, it's in all of my social media, like LinkedIn bio places, anywhere I could think of to put it, I would put it there. But I did see that once once a lot of people started um, joining, people were just coming in from Facebook uh, because it was being recommended. It's a public Um, Yeah. Oh, no, it's not public. It's private, but it gets recommended to anyone searching for sublimation crafting type. um, Awesome. Whatever they're looking for. But Um, and with this, it's like one one way just for anybody listening, I would probably just think about doing this. I haven't done this, but um, I probably just if it's my digital file, I would include it as another file or something. I would put it on my file that I'm delivering to the people. Right. Because it's going to them like they're opening that file. I know that. Okay, got it. It's right here. And it, I also put it in my um, that automatic email that they get um, from Etsy saying how to download your purchase. It also says, uh, "Do you want more free designs? Come join the group here," and they can literally just go from there. Yep, and you're providing value, right? You're helping them, like right. community. You're providing like support and resources because these people mm-hmm. are they're all struggling in your in your audience. So you figured out that right. people struggle with certain things, and mm-hmm. you're serving them better. You could do this for anything. It's the coolest thing. It doesn't have to be for business owners. Like you could do it for like if you sell it in the dog niche, the dog owner niche, right? You could mm-hmm. put together a group of people that are dog owners, right? Like talk about your dog walking strategy, right. like all this stuff. Um, if you're a baby in the baby niche, right? Get a oh. get a group like of parents, like new parents. Um, if you're, I don't know, those are just my ideas, but go on with that. Mm-hmm. You're also, <laughs> we, we've talked- I don't know about- if we were going to get into it, but I've started a few more. Now it's, okay. it's, you know, it's like you have, you might as well, you know what to do. So like you just said, start a group. Well, I'm just repeating the process in four other stores and right. I'm- outsourcing the majority of it. I will say that though. Um, I am running them. I'm giving them the ideas. I'm telling them what type of products to make, but I am, it's fully, they're pretty much fully outsourced. Oh, wow. I love that. Okay. So there's a lot, let's go in there. But first, um, see, the thing is like, 
uh, I'm, I try to get to, I tried to get this across to people. And I imagine you'd agree. As soon as you figure out like something that works, um, like business, for example, like a business is a system. It's a system. Mm -hmm. That's all it is. Um, McDonald's is not like some revolutionary idea, right? Like it's, it's a system and it works. And so as soon as you figure out this one thing that works, the system that works, you duplicate it, you copy it yeah. and then you paste it into another city, right? Yeah. You paste it into another product in your case, right? They're all the same. They just have little different nuances, but as soon as you kind of figure it out, you just copy paste. Yes. Uh, would you agree? Yeah. Yes. A hundred percent. And once you, yeah, once you, it's just, once you figure out what works, it's going to work, especially in the digital world, because why the, I, why I think the groups and the emails work so much is because you can give away your free lead magnet or your free, your freebie, you know, it's a digital product. You're not, it, it would be hard with a print on demand to be like, come join my Facebook group for a free what? $30, $30 shirt. Yeah. Right. Like, you can't really do that. Yeah. So with digital, it works, which is why I've done it with the four other stores, because I know you can give away and to them that's value. Um, and most of those ones aren't, they're not business to business. They're a little bit different, more like self-help type things. Awesome. Um, there is one other crafting one. Um, but I think, I mean, I think they're all going to go. I'm not going to jinx myself, but <laughs> no. Um, when did you start those? Um, the first one was September and that one is, was the most, um, because I wanted to make at least one of the, one of the products myself before I outsourced it and was like, make it, even though I don't know how, um, <laughs> so it took me a while on top of everything else that I have going on. So that one's taken the longest because I wanted to have at least 50 of them up and they're very, very much higher for a digital product. They're like 30 bucks. So they have to be they're very time consuming. Yep. Um, and so that's the one that won't launch until January 1st. And it kind of goes along with my course too, but that one will go on January 1st. The other one, um, it's just a normal SVG um, store. And that's what I mean about people think SVGs, you can't sell those on Etsy, but you can if you research first. So, and that's a very simple text-based SVG store. Um, the other one is, um, a printable coloring page store. I, I mean, once again, people say, no, don't do that. And these are stores that are completely outsourced. I give them the idea. There's no ads running on them right now, um, until we have the proven products, um, just to make sure. And then the only one that we will run ads on to begin with will be the one that goes January 1st. Wow. So. Okay. So you have this process of, okay. <laughs> Can you walk through, um, can you walk through like your process of, let's just like one process of finding a product or maybe idea to like product creation. Like how do you verify, validate like something like a product you want to actually make? Maybe talk about that. So, um, the only, t I, I don't, and I don't know how most people do it because I see both, both stores being successful on Etsy um, where it's a digital store that picks two to three products, but then you can target any niche or any audience that you want, which is what I do with my big store. Um, and that's Sublimation Designs. Twenty, it, I think it has 2,400 listings in it. So it's fairly big, 
but it's one product, but I can target nurses. I can target, um, teachers. I can target Halloween. I can you don't just serve yeah. the safe audience. You just serve. Right. Well, actually you do. Well, you, your audience though is not nurses. It's actually, uh, it's, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a crafting business owner, yeah. um, who happens to need every, every niche imaginable because they sell to everyone. Yep. So, um, with that store, I don't see with that store. I necessarily don't use any tools anymore because I go off of what they need from the yeah. Facebook group. And so I have a whole request process form that they fill out. They give me the ideas. I don't have to come up with them. Um, but on these new stores, it's purely a numbers game. How do you like, use Everbee to do it? Like, um, cause everybody's always asking, cause everybody's kind of a newer tool. Like it's new to Am mm -hmm. uh, it's new to Etsy. People are still figuring out how to like use this thing. I came from Amazon where like you need the tools, otherwise you're not going to succeed right. at all. Um, so like now we're on Etsy and it's it's becoming to be like that too. You're going to need, you're yeah. going to need like x-ray vision to like see stuff. Um, yep. what would you say to somebody like, it's like, okay, I'm, I'm getting ready to launch a store. I'm trying to launch a new product. I'm trying to use Everbee. How do I do it? What would you do? So I love Everbee because it tells me the revenue and that's the only number I care about because with these new stores, it's all about the least amount of products that are going to make us the most amount of money, the fastest. Um, so especially with 50, I mean, to make what we're hope, hoping to make with 50 products, that's such a tiny store. But what we did was go into Everbee specifically um, with those keywords, well, on Etsy first, and then we would you know, click the button and filter and look at the highest performing products um, and what the type of style or design that they were created in. So we only picked the ones that literally only made like over 5,000 per month. They had to be um, pretty high because mm -hmm. we want a store that's just off the bat, just going to make $17,000 a month. So that's why that one has taken the longest because the products are time consuming. Um, there it's not a simple Canva design where you just sure. put a few images in there and it's done. So, um, with Everbee, it's just about looking at the revenue. Um, and, uh, I also look at, I like that everything is right there. So you can look at how old is that listing? So it's making that, but it's been up for two years. We look at the ones that, you know, have been up for two months oh, and they're making that because it's, that means it's trending. That means, you know, tons of people are buying it, that listing to be two months old and making 5,000 a month. That's like, go for it. <laughs> awesome. So you actually search a keyword to break that down for everybody. Like you, you think of a keyword or maybe you, you somehow, you probably know a, a, some sort of keyword for the most part, you throw it in the search bar. Um, you run product analytics, you get the rev, you sort by revenue, you find the best products that you think that you can make or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then you target those ones. Um, Perfect. And then you basically, you start looking at the listing age also. So if it's less, if it's a newer listing, you're like, oh, that one's definitely interesting because that thing is yeah. kind of new and I can probably do that too. Um, okay. So let's say you got a listing, you make the listing, you have it, you're ready to like list it. How do you get title or how do you rank? I guess, that, how would you do that? Or maybe not even rank or how do you get sales? On a new store, um, I make sure that on a new store, my other store, I don't worry about it because okay. it just, it, any, yeah, one, and once these other stores get to that point, you know, that they, they kind of just go themselves because what you've built up with Etsy, but, um, on a new store, I would say your titles, your tags, your description now, 
every attribute that you can needs to be perfect. Um, and that's not something that I've ever struggled with because I come from a marketing background and SEO has been part of my life forever. So it's, it's that, that part was easy, but I think with tools like Everbee, um, where it gives you, I mean, everything is there, not saying copy, I'm not <laughs> saying sure. copy, but it's there for reference and you need to make sure that, you know, what applies to yours works before, you know, trying to modify to whatever type of product it is that you're selling. Um, and then, um, other than that, my, my one thing that I, that I do, because to me, it's hard for me to think that there's something new under the sun, everything you take inspiration from everything. So for me, it's just about how can I make it just a little bit better? Can I make it longer? Can I make this thing, this coloring book? Can I make it 25 pages when most of them are only 20? Um, can I make, you know, can I add this to it? Can I do, and they're so it's just some simple yeah. little tweaks. It, it doesn't take much to be better than, you know, the baseline. I love that. I think like another strategy that like, so, and I'll say it kind of for you. I think this is where you're going is that don't try to like reinvent the title, the tags all the time. Like just take what's there. It's working. Obviously this, this product, this other product, comparative product that looks similar to yours that you just created has this title, take that title, put it in your title. No one mm -hmm. made that title up. Now just no. change the title a little bit. Don't copy it word for word. Just like be somewhat, you know, right. responsible, right? You want to and, fix, and fix it because I, I'm so surprised that these old stores or really successful stores and they have like tags that do not make sense that are probably having them ranking for something they don't want to be mm -hmm. titles that have things in there that don't make sense either. And if you fix just those little things too, that that's going to help. Um, yeah. I find that so funny when I find those. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, totally. Like copy tags and then swap out the tags that don't work anymore. Yeah. Fix those. Um, okay. Uh, and I know we're getting short on time. So I want to dive into like what you're doing. I know you're doing so many things, right? And you're also <laughs> a mom and you're working on four shops, right? That are all successful or one, one of them is just getting ready to launch. But the point is like, yeah. you're successful. People look at you and I'm inspired. Um, what else are you doing? Cause you mentioned a little bit about like, you have something like coaching or consulting going on. Like, tell us a little bit about that. Um, so I started off just doing consulting calls for people who would just reach out and ask. Um, they would find my store some way or in my group and they would want help. They wanted to try to do what I was doing. And so I would do um, coaching sessions. I found that I can't really do that with my lifestyle, with the kids and running businesses. I can't really be on the phone all the time. So um, it goes, and I, I wrestled with creating a course because it was like, everyone has one, like, I'm not, why am I different, you know? Yeah. And so mine, mine will be structured a little bit different. Um, and it's more of a continuing um, education membership type structure. So it does go start to finish from um, how to find a profitable product, a profitable niche. Um, going all the way through setting up your shop to how you actually create those products. Because where I find the people who've reached out to me is I don't know Photoshop or I don't mm -hmm. do in, you know, Adobe. I don't, I'm not a designer. I didn't go to school for, I was like, I didn't either. I, I'm an English major. Like this is not what I was supposed to be doing. Um, and so just that that's probably the bulk of it is teaching people how to actually create and I have 
several examples of all kinds of digital products of walking everybody step through step by step of how you create that. Mm -hmm. um, and then going into how to what I call automate your traffic um, and just build such a small community where as long as you provide them value and something, they will keep coming back to you over and over again. There's no need to worry about like, cause now in my big stores um, space, everybody, I mean, everybody is doing what I do and everybody copies me and every, it's really sometimes mm -hmm. disheartening, but like, it doesn't matter. My sales never dip because I have that like, just solid, loyal group of people who don't care, you know, and they're the ones who tell me, they message me all the time. They're like, they're selling something so similar. They're copying you. They're copying. I was like, well, that means you've made it because they're copying you. So um, tell us a little bit about like your coaching program or consulting program now. Like, what are you, how do you help people now? Cause like um, real quick without setting the, setting the stage, um, people are wondering right now, like how you do it. Right. Like we, we kind of got like how you do it high level, but there's like so many details in there. Like there's things that you figured out and there's like secrets um, that you can figure out. Like if it with tons of years of effort and experience and failures, but like you're trying to provide a shortcut for that. And right. so how do you do that? Uh, I feel like with my, why mine will be different because I'm, I'm not about to say I'm the only one who's done this there. So many successful people. Um, but I do have some really, especially for digital products, because I, it, I wouldn't think that this would work for handmade or print on demand necessarily, which is why I only made it for digital. Um, but what I'm doing now is, so I did go ahead and I created the whole course from start to finish, how you find your products, how you even create your products, um, validate that, validate them before you create them. It goes into how you set up your shop um, and uh, everything after that is solely based on how you grow your audience so that you don't have to rely on ads if you don't want to. Now, if you want to do pay for ads, I'm all about paying for ads. I pay tons of money for ads every month. Um, but if you don't want to and you're not, you can't do that yet, um, I do teach how to grow it organically. Um, I have very in depth, uh, SEO training, um, to help people with that side of it. Um, but why it's a little bit different is because it is a continuing, um, education type course. So, um, when I, what I found with consulting and coaching and being on the phone all the time, it's just, I couldn't do it with my schedule of running multiple stores, taking care of kids. Um, even though most are in school, uh, there, and I have help most of the time, um, it's still, you still have to find time to, to be normal and not be working constantly. So um, I, I figured out that I wouldn't be able to do the live live coaching like that. So with the continue, after you complete the whole course and you get through it all um, and you, you're running, well, what happens after that? So many people like they set it all up, they take a course, they, and then crickets, they don't hear anything. They don't see success and they don't know what to change. So with mine um, every week, you get something else. So I have a design tutorial once a week, which is a brand new design process of how I would design for this particular product. So it's a design tutorial. The next week, we the way we have it set up is it is a product research slash SEO 
um, tutorial. So finding those new products that you need to continually add to your store, because once you get those 50 products up, you don't just stop. Like you can't, they'll, they'll eventually lose their steam or someone else will come in competition will take it. And, you know, you'll see sales go down. You need to learn where to fix it or what to do better or how to add something else. Also like on Etsy, the more listings you have in general, the higher, the faster that you grow. Um, I've seen that with all of my stores. So, um, and then, um, the third week is a live Q and a where you get to come ask whatever you want. What's, what is the problem that you guys are seeing? And so hopefully, hopefully I can answer it, um, and help that way. So there's no question. I mean, I just, I get the sense that like, you don't, you didn't set out to be like a a course maker, you know, one day. Um, and I know you'd say this, but I'm gonna say it for you, right. It's like, you're a creator, you're a business person, you know how to build businesses and you're really kind of, you've kind of, sounds like you've created this, this course or this program out of a necessity to help other people. And it's because they've asked you so many times to do this. You're almost like, okay, I I guess I got to build this thing. (laughs) Um, And it's almost like, you didn't really want to do it, but it's like, you kind of feel like this calling to do it. This is my, my, my opinion, of course. Um, Right. And which is the, literally the best part of the whole thing, in my opinion, right? Because it's the most authentic, uh, you, you've already kind of like, you already kind of mentioned that you're, I could tell like you're humble in, in a way, like you're like other people have been more successful, probably, probably in a lot of different things. But the thing is like, they haven't done exactly what you do and they're not really teaching it the exact way that you're teaching it. And it's, and you don't like, it kind of goes to your point of like, you don't need a, to appeal to everybody. You just need to help your people. Mm-hmm. You know, the people yeah. that are like you and they think they see things, see the world that you do anyway. So I'm just super inspired. That's amazing. Thanks. Gosh. Um, where do people find you? Where can people find your program? Everything. Um, I have a website. Um, it's digitallypurposed.com. Um, and it'll be live on January 1st. Other than that, I don't, I mean, I have the private, my private Facebook group, um, for my large store and, and that, that's the other thing, like, and so many people, they get on YouTube and they see all of these people say, I made this much with digital products and POD. No one ever shares their stores. My store is wide open. Everybody will see it. Um, everybody in my group knows, obviously knows my store, but I use my store as an example. Um, I use everything in it as an example of when I look at things. So it it is total transparency of, I'm not hiding what I sell. Um, The only one I will probably keep under wraps is the one that launches on January 1st, just until it gets going. And once it's up there, I mean, it's fine. Um, Because I, I don't believe that, you know, that competition over community ever wins. Uh, you're, awesome. you're, you have an abundance mindset, which is so awesome and so rare. And, and you also, you don't have, you don't just rely on Etsy traffic and, or just like your designs to win. You, you figured out these other things like community that mm-hmm. helps you win. I don't think everybody should share their store. Um, you just, you can, because you know how to do it in a way that you win somehow. Uh, which is so awesome. And I think like, if anybody's looking to like start a digital shop, in my opinion, um, they need to be learning from you because you've done it four times, five times now. And I was going to say the, I mean, with the amount of people that have reached out, I was like, it doesn't matter if I try to, everybody already knows who it is. So it's not like I can be like, I saw, you know, (laughs) we don't. 
That's so cool. Um, awesome. I mean, we could talk all day, but like overall, I'm just so grateful to have you on and thank you for, uh, for sharing all this knowledge for free welcome. with people. Yeah. There's so much value in here that I learned and also other, I'm hoping other people learned also. Um, so thank you again. And I wish you best. yeah, keep, uh, we'll have you on the show again, like in the future, like near future. Like I know you don't love to probably be in the spotlight. But <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you how it is running five stores that <laughs> I don't know. My husband thinks I'm crazy for it, but we'll see. <laughs> Well, we are a little crazy. Any entrepreneurship that's starting a business rather than getting a job is a little bit crazy. So like, true. Like you're a little bit crazy. Like the fact that you like think that you can like provide so much value to like support your entire life on, especially in the US, which is an expensive place to live. And also you right. like you have to be a little crazy. So yep. embrace totally. it. <laughs> well, Bailey, thank you again. And um, I'll talk to you later. Okay. Sounds good.